0: Hey, neighbor, I appreciate you stopping by. It's a great evening tonight. Fall's in the air. Won't be long. It'll be Christmas time. But hey, pull up a chair. I'll run inside the house and get you a cup of joe. I'll be right back. Halloween, also known as All Hallows' Eve or All Saints' Eve, is a celebration in many countries on October 31st, the eve of the Western Christian Feast of All Hallows' Day. It begins the observance of All Hallow Tide, the time in the liturgical year dedicated to remembering the dead, including saints, or hallows, martyrs, and all the faithful departed. I have fond memories of stumbling across an All Saints' Eve celebration at Subiaco Academy, an American Roman Catholic day and boarding school for boys founded in 1928. It is part of Subiaco Abbey, a Benedictine monastery in Subiaco, Arkansas, which dates to 1878. It is too long of a story to share how it all happened, but it was amazing to come upon the Benedictine monks at dusk, going from gravestone to gravestone, each which had a luminaria on top, praying and thanking God for each monk who was buried there, who had given their lives in service to God in that school and abbey. When we think of Halloween, does this holy spiritual event usually come to mind? No, what does usually come to mind? Costumes? Candy? Trick or treats? Witches? What about witches? The Bible tells us the story about a real witch in the book of First Samuel. We can learn a lot from this story. It says, by this time Samuel had died, all Israel had mourned for him, and buried him in Ramah, his city, and Saul had removed the mediums and spiritists from the land. The Philistines gathered and camped at Shunem, so Saul gathered all Israel, and they camped at Gilboa. When Saul saw the Philistine camp, he was afraid, and his heart pounded. He required of the Lord, but the Lord did not answer him in dreams, or by the urim, or by the prophets. Saul then said to his servants, Find me a woman who is a medium, so I can go and consult her. His servants replied, There is a woman at Endor who is a medium. Saul disguised himself by putting on different clothes and set out with two of his men. They came to the woman at night, and Saul said, Consult a spirit for me. Bring up for me the one I tell you. But the woman said to him, You surely know what Saul has done, how he has cut off the mediums and the spiritists from the land. Why are you setting a trap for me to get me killed? Then Saul swore to her by the Lord, As surely as the Lord lives, no punishment will come to you from this. Who is it that you want me to bring up for you? The woman asked. Bring up Samuel for me, he answered. When the woman saw Samuel, she screamed, and then she asked Saul, Why did you deceive me? You are Saul. But the king said to her, Do not be afraid. What do you see? I see a spirit form coming up out of the earth, the woman answered. Then Saul asked her, What does he look like? An old man is coming up, she replied. He's wearing a robe. Then Saul knew it was Samuel, and he knelt low with his face to the ground and paid homage. Why have you disturbed me by bringing me up, Samuel asked Saul. I'm in serious trouble, replied Saul. The Philistines are fighting against me, and God has turned away from me. He does not answer me anymore, either through the prophets or in dreams. So I have called on you to tell me what I should do. Samuel answered, Since the Lord has turned away from you and has become your enemy, why are you asking me? The Lord has done exactly what he said through me. The Lord has torn the kingship out of your hand and given it to your neighbor David. You did not obey the Lord and did not carry out his burning anger against Amalek. Therefore the Lord has done this to you today. The Lord will also hand Israel over to the Philistines along with you. Tomorrow you and your sons will be with me, and the Lord will hand Israel's army over to the Philistines. Immediately, Saul fell flat on the ground. He was terrified by Samuel's words and was also weak because he had not eaten anything all day and all night. The theological word book of the Old Testament supplies some key info on this medium, this witch of Endor. She is called in the Hebrew language an ov. Ov is one that has a familiar spirit. This ov was a necromancer. In other words, a person who practices necromancy a discipline of black magic used to communicate with the dead to predict the future. Modern versions have a variety of terms including medium, ghost, spirit, spirit of the dead, necromancer, and wizard. The pair of Hebrew words ov and yidoni often appear together since the ov, which is feminine, refers to women who practice this variety of sorcery, and the word yidoni, which is masculine, refers to such men. The word yidoni is derived from the root to know, which is yada. This seeking of hidden knowledge is paramount. Man has desired from the beginning of time to know the future. God's people were commanded to stay away from these occultists. Occult means secret or hidden from view, then ultimately relating to the occult. Ove is included in the complete list of similar occultic abominations in Deuteronomy chapter 18, verses 10-12. through 12. It says, No one among you is to sacrifice his son or daughter in the fire, practice divination, tell fortunes, interpret omens, practice sorcery, cast spells, Consult a medium or a spiritist or inquire of the dead. Everyone who does these acts is detestable to the Lord. All these occupations deal with the occult. The punishment for turning to such mediums was death by stoning. Although Saul had outlawed witches and wizards, he nevertheless consulted her. Disguising himself, he had the medium bring up Samuel from the dead. Samuel was a prophet of God and the last judge of Israel who had installed Saul as Israel's first king. Then later, with much sadness, informed Saul that the kingdom would be ripped from him. As Samuel came up out of the necromancy pit of fire, Samuel complained of being disturbed and announced to Saul the terrifying news that God was displeased and that Saul and his sons would die the next day. So what happened that night when Saul consulted a witch? The Theological Word Book of the Old Testament offers a few suggestions. Number one, one explanation of this phenomenon is that God responded to the weakness of men and accommodated himself to what he himself had forbidden number two it may have been that the woman was a bona fide and successful ove and that her other successes were not hoaxes number three on the other hand the interview may have come by way of a waking vision sent by god but without involving an actual transportation of samuel from the dead even though his appearance in this vision conveyed an authentic message from god Note that the woman was herself surprised. The first possibility that God would use a practice He forbids as wicked and punishable by death as a conciliation to weak men is heresy and in opposition to the righteous character of God. God does not approve or seek the use of evildoers to advance His kingdom of righteousness. The perpetuation of the myth that there are good witches who aid God in His work on the planet abounds in our modern culture. Our fascination with the concept is astounding. When I was a kid, every year at Halloween, the 1939 movie The Wizard of Oz was shown on broadcast television. The movie adaptation of L. Frank Baum's children's book, The Wonderful Wizard of Oz, includes two of the four witches from the original story. In The Wonderful Wizard of Oz, in Chapter 2, The Council of the Munchkins, Baum writes there were only four witches in all the land of Oz, and two of them, those who live in the North and the South, are good witches. I know this is true for I am one of them myself and cannot be mistaken. Those who dwelt in the East and the West were indeed wicked witches. But now that you have killed one of them, there is but one wicked witch in all the land of Oz, the one who lives in the West. The flying monkeys were always disturbing to watch as a child. The perpetration of the myth that half of the witches were good is against sound biblical teaching. Since the movie The Wizard of Oz, there has been a train of movies, television shows, and broadcast musicals and plays that continue to promote the virtues of the good witch. At this point, some of you may be thinking, Kenny, you sure are making a mountain out of a molehill. Why are you picking on The Wizard of Oz? It was a simple early movie of a child's book brought to life. Just stay with me for a minute and hear me out. The second possible explanation of Saul's consultation with the Witch of Endor... That the woman was a bona fide and successful ove and that her other successes were not hoaxes is quickly discredited by the prophet Isaiah. He implies by his choice of words that the sounds of spirits raised by the necromancers are nothing more than ventriloquism. In Isaiah 8, verse 9, he writes, The mediums and the wizards who chirp and mutter. Isaiah makes two more analogies in Isaiah 29, 4 to the sounds made by an ove. He says, From low in the dust your words shall come your speech shall whisper out of the dust. Luke sixteen twenty six makes it clear that there is a great gulf fixed between us and the dwelling of the dead. There is no movement back and forth. Only God and His divine will and power can transport humans between the dwelling place of the dead and earth. But in the practice of witchcraft, it is possible that the witches do meet with demons. In 1 Timothy 4 1, it says, Now the Spirit explicitly says that in latter times some will depart from the faith, paying attention to deceitful spirits and the teachings of demons. Friend, do you realize that there are humans on this planet who go into their secret closets and are tutored by real demons? A kid I knew in junior high school had a mother who practiced voodoo for real. His uncle, who lived in another place, would go into his closet and converse with demons and receive teaching. The kid's sister became a practicing witch as an adult. Terrible, terrible things came to that family because of the overt occultic practices embraced by them. I know of specific instances where people consulted with a medium to gain power and information to use in keeping power by learning hidden things. One of the major ways that powerful deception can come to you today is to meet someone who can tell you things about your past that no one— No one knows but you. Once they show you they know past hidden things about your life, they then continue to divine things about your future. The future divinations are lies. They're deceit. They do not actually know about your future, but they use the events of the past to authenticate their message going forward. They use the things that demons tell them about you to control and deceive you. Most of the time, it is to make money, to defraud you. Remember, the spiritual world, including demons, has been watching each of us since we were born. Being spiritual in nature, they are not restricted by doors, locks, or walls, and can see into everything anywhere on the planet. The third idea that the appearance of Samuel was a waking vision sent by God but without involving any actual transportation of Samuel from the dead, even though his appearance in this vision conveyed an authentic message from God, is discounted within the event itself. Both the woman's outcry at the appearing of Samuel and Saul's instant recognition of him, coupled with Samuel's revelation of Saul's impending death due to his consistent disobedience and rebellion, all point to the actual appearance of the deceased person. Samuel's prophecy of Saul's death the following day happened as he foretold. The conclusion is that the necromancer did not have magical powers to call the dead humans back from the grave. She was shocked that the prophet of God came forth from the pit and the moment he arrived, the light of God's revelation exposed the truth that night in that nocturnal pit of occultism that Saul would pay the ultimate price of death the next day for his stiff-necked rebellion. It is amazing how much lack of clarity seems to hover around this story. It is for the same reason people today make light of the reality of those who engage in forbidden occultic practices. To brush off occultism is minor, insignificant, or not real at all is to allow the hidden things to remain which destroy people even up to costing them their lives and the possibility of eternal punishment. My wife and I were driving through the countryside between here and Franklin, the next major city just north of us. We noticed a sign for a church on a section of the country road that marked the entrance to the church property. As we passed by, I noticed that the manicured part of that section of the road was a long distance. It communicated to me that this was a larger church to have this type of presence out in the country, yet from the road the landscape is such that you see no buildings. Being in the ministry all my life, it at once perked my interest as to what type of church this might be and how they could be so big considering the fact that there are no residential neighborhoods close by. None. So I looked it up on Google Maps and I could see that there was an entire community just out of view. I did some research on the church and found out that it is a large congregation. The pastor and his wife rose to some notoriety through the revelation that they have contact and receive guidance from their deceased son. The last time I checked, not only do they claim that he appears to them and converses, but others in the church are reporting visitations by the deceased son, including appearances in the church building itself. Friend, their actions are clear necromancy, and they are in severe violation of the scriptures of God in pursuing this behavior and actions. The pastor and wife have authored a book and have been featured on national TV shows heralding this overt occultism in the name of Christianity. This is appalling. So back to my concern about the minimization of witchcraft and my concern about the deluge of the concept of the good side of the occult into our society. Is it without foundation when it has penetrated even the local Christian church? 1 Corinthians chapter 4 says that we are to renounce the hidden things and let light shine out of darkness. The New Testament also condemns witchcraft in any form. The deception for those who consult a medium are great, but the deception for those who practice witchcraft is even greater. While being led to believe that they are the ones in control, they are being manipulated like marionette puppets. People who are involved in the occult are dangerous, but Christians have no reason to fear them. The Apostle John tells us how we are to navigate these dark days in 1 John chapter 4. He says, Dear friends, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see if they are from God, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. This is how you know the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is from God, but every spirit that does not confess Jesus is not from God. This is the spirit of the Antichrist, which you have heard is coming. Even now it is already in the world. You're from God, little children, and you have conquered them because the one who is in you is greater than the one who is in the world. They are from the world. Therefore, what they say is from the world and the world listens to them. We are from God. Anyone who knows God listens to us. Anyone who is not from God does not listen to us. This is how we know the spirit of truth and the spirit of deception. And with that, my friend, I bid you peace. Hey, you've been listening to Guac Dog Rocks, God, the world, and other things. Our mission, advancing equilibrium in the midst of an agitated world. I've been your host, Kenny Price. As always, be sure to check out the show notes for info on how you can email us, donate to help make this podcast possible, and all sorts of good info for your consumption. Man, if I can make the show notes scented, I'd make them give off the smoky oak goodness, the way it smells when I'm smoking a brisket. Anyway, until next time, make it a good one.